Allegis Global Solutions presents the Subject to Talent podcast, a hub for global workforce leaders to unleash the power of human enterprise. Thank you for listening in as we explore the most innovative and transformational topics impacting business today. Hi, I'm Bruce Morton, host of Subject to Talent podcast. Today, I'm joined by Alex Springate. Alex is a market analytics manager here at Leaders Global Solutions. Alex has worked with virtually all of our global MSB clients, providing insights and rate management and sourcing conditions to help drive strategic decisions. A prolific writer, Alex has lent his experience and expertise to numerous reports over the years to share in-depth market analysis for workforce leaders around the world. We are very excited to welcome to our podcast, Alex. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff. So um, those regular listeners will know, and here on the Subject to Talent podcast, we always ask our guests the same first question, and that is, how did you get into the workforce solution industry? What has your journey been to get you where you are today? Yeah, so um, I think to start now, I have to go back to, to kind of university. Um, so I studied economics at Coventry University in the UK. Um, and as part of that course, I took a year out to, to work for the government economic service mm-hmm. um, and specifically in the labor market team um, for the Department for Work and Pensions. Uh, so once I'd graduated, um, I was looking around for work and a uh, labor market analyst job at Allegis um, came up. Um, and luckily enough, uh, Ron Hetrick hired me, um, and then here I am eight years later. Good stuff. And uh, you're based in London, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, great. So here we are, early 2024, and as we begin this new year, we often find trends, some of those that are continuing from the year before, obviously. And so looking at the past year with a global lens, can you share what trends we should expect to still see that we were seeing in 2023? And what were the big surprises and, and predicted changes that did or didn't happen last year? Yeah, sure. Um, I might start with the last part of that first. So okay. um, in terms of um, what was predicted and didn't happen, I think, to be honest, that's the, the global recession. Um, right. There was a lot of talk at the end of, of 2022 and at the beginning of this year, uh, or sorry, 23, um, about which economies would be going into recession at which points. Um, bit of a pessimistic view and to be honest I think everyone was a bit surprised by how um, resilient um, markets were when we we didn't go into a recession um, not in the US or, or in the UK either um, in terms of what's kind of happened over the year the labor markets have stayed fairly tight um, you know unemployment's still been incredibly low we know that even despite layoffs amongst companies everyone's still struggling to find the the right talent that they need Right. Um, and that's not just across you know professional services, but also all sectors, um, be it manufacturing or hospitality as well. Um, and I think that's something that we're going to continue to see um, going into the next year as well. Right. So um, as you mentioned, you're located in the UK, but I know that your work touches um, the global market. So what are some of those themes that you've been finding yourself discussing recently with clients? And perhaps that might vary by region. Can you share some of that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, in the, in the UK, we're definitely um, on a bit of a downward trend now for the economy. So, we are starting to um, to predict that we'll be going into a recession in, in the next year or so. 
um, the growth figures from um, from just this last month are suggesting we might be going that way. Um, I think for somewhere like the US, um, it's, the picture's looking a little bit rosier. Growth is definitely going to slow, um, but it's, it's far from stopping. Um, and we're still seeing continued job increases, and, and that's happening across most markets, um, which just lends to the, the view that even as uh, things slow down, we're not expecting talent to become readily available. There's not going to be um, mass unemployment like we've seen in past recessions. Um, I think we're very much looking at what uh, you might class as a jobs full recession um, in various markets. I was going to ask you what term we should think of a term for what we call a recession when there's no unemployed, low unemployment. There we go. Yeah, I think it's certainly going to be a, a bit of a unique one. Um, and definitely, I think in the next year, we'll see from a global growth perspective that a lot of that is going to come from um, from the economies in Asia. Right. Right. So it's, as we see, thinking about this landscape that, as you said, it very tight in 2023, not seeing it really loosening up and still going to remain tight next uh, this year in 2024. So what are organizations doing to respond to that? And what advice are we giving them? Are, is this a case of trying to get the work to the talents and finding new or expanded locations to get the work done? Yeah, definitely. I mean, as um, we said, unemployment is going to stay, stay relatively low, even if it has ticked up a little bit um, in certain markets. I think companies are going to need to start looking elsewhere for talent. Um, one of the big things, which we haven't touched on yet, that happened this year was was really the, the wage inflation. Right. Um, so a lot of those markets have seen you know, a huge increase in, um, in contingent worker rates, in average salaries. Um, certain markets have seen almost yet double um, figure percentage increases over the year. So with those increasing costs, companies are going to have to really look to to other lower mar- lower cost markets um, to see if they can get work done. Right, and thinking about that, it's some of the locations coming up in conversation more than others. Can you share just what does that what does that landscape look like now globally in terms of as organisations start to investigate where they might expand their horizons? Yeah, absolutely. So we've actually just released um, a new workforce trends report, um, something that our team is doing on a, on a quarterly basis now. Um, and the Q4 um, 2023 one focuses on emerging markets. Okay. Um, however, when we say emerging markets, um, we use the term a little bit differently. We mean in talent. Um, so it doesn't quite fit the, the traditional um, definition. And we've looked at these all across the globe because there are pockets of those in, in each kind of major region, um, whether you're looking at um, EMEA, thinking about Europe, Middle East and Africa, um, APAC, or even um, America, so looking towards Latin America. Um, if I was to focus on, on Europe, which again yep. is, is my specialty, um, so I'd like to start there. Yeah. We kind of um, had a look at three different markets, which were Poland, Romania and Slovakia. Um, so Poland being kind of um, historically a, a popular market for, for offshoring, um, that's one that we've seen rapidly grow over the last five years to expand from being um, a market for lower level kind of IT help desk support talent to now employing um, all kinds of IT talent um, and has really seen some, some huge growth over that five year period and, and also seen a lot of wage inflation. So now we're starting to look towards those other markets within within Europe, so Romania and Slovakia, where 
we expect them to almost become the the next Poland. Right. Interesting. And what about elsewhere? Um, you mentioned uh, Middle Eastern countries. What's happening there? Yeah. So if we're looking at the uh, the Middle East, so um, starting to look towards say um, Egypt, um, United Arab Emirates, uh, we're seeing those as as two potential markets. A little bit more complex in terms of the um, the landscape for moving into those um, as, a, as an organization. So United Arab Emirates is definitely more um, more likely to be difficult. There's a lot more regulations you'd need to, to abide by. Um, and they certainly want to protect local organizations. Right. I think we're looking at that potentially being a, a big hub in the future as they try and move away from being dominated by the, the oil and gas industry um, and look into other ones. Okay. And in, and in APAC, obviously India has been a, a magnet for work for many, many years. But beyond there, what, which other countries are the the emerging, as in, to use your term? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, India has definitely been um, by far the most popular. But if we were to look elsewhere, um, the Philippines is definitely one. Um, mm-hmm. So called the, uh, the call center capital of the world. Um, it's a great um, market for, for offshoring um, call center type talent, um, help desk support. Um, that again, they're going to be rapidly growing, I think, in terms of other IT skill sets. Um, also, in terms of uh, manufacturing, Vietnam. So um, once kind of more looking towards manufacturing um, low-value type products, so um, textiles, things that are simple to make, they're now expanding into you know, electronics, um, more complex products as well. Okay. And what about my favorite soapbox, Africa? Africa, yeah, I knew you were going to go there. Um, so we're paying very close attention to that. Um, I think we're still a little ways off from seeing um, a lot of companies start to offshore talent there. Um, where we're looking in Africa, uh, Nigeria, we're looking at um, Botswana. I think we're going to see a huge amount of population growth there in the next kind of 30 years or even 20 yeah. years. Um, and I think Nigeria specifically, they're going to need to create about 30 million jobs um, to actually satisfy the number of working age individuals that they're going to have. Um, so a huge opportunity for, for organizations to start looking there for, for talent, particularly as, um, you know, they really ramp up in terms of the, the education that they can provide their people. Right. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. You touched on the how organizations used to think about sort of back office and I think IT, 20 years ago, it was, it was more of a back office function, really, right? It, was, it kept the business running. It was, you might be running your accounts, and it was very much seen as a back office. But now, as most organizations feel they're a technology business, it's, it's become their value prop in a way. So I think that's affecting how organizations are. I think they used to be okay with just outsourcing it and getting it off the books, but now I think they still want some form of control whilst at the same time sending that work some where the talent is. It's, I think it's no longer just by labor arbitrage, right? It's where the talent is. So I, I think it's really fascinating where those skills, the IT skills in particular, used to be fairly you know, generic and I guess you could say high volume jobs. But now the specialist roles are being sent overseas as well. Is that, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, technology is evolving at, at such a rapid rate, and um, you know, markets are, are desperately um, sorry. 
companies are desperately seeking um, talent wherever they can find it. Um, and so we're starting to see these other, you know, hubs pop up right. um, to go back to kind of Romania. Um, they're outputting a lot of um, talent in terms of their graduate pipeline. So a lot of individuals are, are studying um, IT degrees, business degrees, and they've actually now got the, I think, a higher density of software developers per capita than, than even China and the U.S. Right. Yeah, I know here in North America, and we, you know, we're only producing, I think the latest figure I saw, something like 80, 85,000 computer science students a year, and in India, it's just under a million. So I think you can do the simple math and it's pretty obvious organizations have to think broader than domestic markets, right, going forward for the talent. Um, exactly. And that one, I think that's a trend that we saw, obviously, although there was a slowdown in 2023, as you, as you pointed out, it was still tough to find the people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of our, our clients, companies out there are really struggling to find the right type of talent and, and hold on to them. Um, particularly with the the rampant wage inflation, you know, people were right. seeing the opportunity to move companies and and you know really earn huge increases in terms of pay. Um, so we've definitely been advising organisations to look at ways of of retaining their talent. You know, how do you keep yep. individuals? What do you offer them in terms of training and advancement? Um, because it's going to be far less costly to to keep them than it is to replace them. Right. Yeah. And so. As we're thinking about that, for those listeners that are, you know, have a responsibility to lead the work and think about, you know, what how they're gonna get those big projects done this year and so on. Are they in the conversations they're having with you, what what is information are they looking for from you? What's what is the data that they can start thinking about and really understanding to help form some of those decisions? Um, so we are definitely encouraging organizations to think about skills-based hiring. You know, really don't just assume that because, um, you know, you've had an attrition in one area that you need to replace that role with a, a like-for-like person. More right. to think about what work do you need to get done? Um, what skills are you going to need to do that? Um, and where best can you find them? Um, right. Once you actually start to break it down into what skills you need, you can really start to look at the global market and think, where are these people more say available, but you know, more readily available than, than other places. Um, and when you start to do that, you can also consider, you know, what skills do you have um, within your organization that you can repurpose as opposed right. to potentially have to go out to the market. So it sounds like that, all of that, one of the challenges that, of course, is where does that data sit? Where does that information sit? I always sort of joke that most organizations have to go out to LinkedIn to see what skills they have inside their business. But putting that aside, what are, you, what are we using here at AGS in terms of helping our clients with that? You know, what are the data sources? How do you make sense of that um, to be able to, um, I guess, simplify what that, all of that data is actually telling us? Yeah, sure. So um, we're lucky we've got some some great data partnerships, um, particularly with um, Brightfield TDX um, and Lightcast. Um, right. So in reference to, to the skills, Lightcast is a, a global um, labor market intelligence platform. Um, so they collate a lot of that data from various sources around the globe so that you know we don't have to. Um, and they're able to break down 
the where the skills are are sitting in terms of which markets, which industries, and which organisations. So we can start to to use that to really inform those decisions um, that our clients are making as to where can they go to find that talent and and then when it comes to how much they they need to pay. That's certainly where where Brightfield TDX comes in as well. Um, They're an independent provider of contingent rate data um, with millions of data points. Um, And so we're able to use them as well as our own data that we house within Acumen, our intelligence workforce platform, to really start to guide our our clients on not just where to find talent, but also what they should be paying for it. Right. And and I know you've done a lot of work on this, so it's sort of a setup question here, but how are we making that easier to consume and get that data to the point of sale, so to speak, to help people make decisions in the moment? <laughs> uh, great question. So um, something new that we've done this year is really try and get that data into the hands of our, our client delivery individuals, so right. those that are working directly with our clients. Um, so data democratization, as you'd call it, um, spreading that out. So they now have... Um, self-service access to, to tools that we have created. So they are now actually armed with the information to be able to bring it straight to um, to the hiring managers and, and their stakeholders. Um, so it's really making sure that every conversation they're having um, is informative and, and based around data. And what advice are we giving clients or individuals in our client base in terms of making sure that they have an expert analysis around that and not not just looking at the data. Uh, what you know? What are the what is the what are the, some of the pitfalls of too much data and not truly understand what it's saying? Yeah, well, data paralysis um, is is definitely a thing. Um, so here at AGS, we're providing um, a lot of training to our individuals. Um, so my team specifically this year has done an awful lot of work with our client delivery teams to ensure that. They have not just access to that data, but also that they understand it, that they're able to, right. um, to wield it. Yeah, and I think it's, as you say, it's data paralysis. And also, I think sometimes it can be dangerous, right? If you just take a data point that doesn't have the context around it, I think there's danger of people sort of believing that data and making some pretty big decisions based on what they should be paying and so on. So. I think the, the point's well made there that it isn't, it's not the data itself, right? It's, it's how you're actually interpreting that that's the key. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what our, our team is all about. We, um, we don't just provide over reports full of, full of data points. You know, our, our aim is to be a strategic partner, to be consultative, um, right. so that we're always thinking of the, the outcome, um, the, the, what, the what if, basically. Right, so it sounds like 2024 is going to be about moving to skill-based organization. Um, probably more and more data, but understanding it and getting getting your arms around it. So exciting time for you, because I know you love this stuff and geek out on it. So I know you're going to have a great year. But if we look a bit further than 2024, um, the classic crystal ball question, how do you see market analytics playing a bigger part in your world, if you like, changing over the next few years? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so looking at um, not just kind of you know contingent staffing, but also services as well. Um, right. Recognizing where companies um, are using those different routes and, and trying to guide them more on 
um, which route to take when they're looking to get work done. Um, that's something that our team is going to be actively involved in over the coming years. Right. Um, we're also going to have to pay attention to, to the newest trend, which is, is generative AI. Um, I think we're really seeing a, um, a kind of breakthrough moment in terms of how work is going to shift. Right now, for instance, we're seeing far more roles cropping up that require the use of um, or experience with generative AI, you know, being able right. to use chat GPT. Um, and I think we'll see far more jobs created um, to work with that before we start to see um, them being replaced by it. Um, if I was to pick one other kind of topic, um, flexibility and upskilling. I said the, the labor market tightness is not going away anytime soon, um, right. particularly for the, the highly skilled um, roles. So I think companies are going to need to look at, again, repurposing their own talent, finding skills in their organization where they exist or, or helping to, um, to train them um, in their organization. But then also thinking about flexibility. Um, you know, since uh, since COVID, since the pandemic, there was a there's been a big shift to try and get people back into the office, um, and that's I think a good thing for the collaboration for, for people learning. But there's also going to need to be a, an emphasis on flexibility because you know that's not going to go away either. That's here to stay, and if right. companies want to attract the right individuals, they're going to need to um, to really offer that flexibility because. We can't keep going through this cycle of um, of wage growth and wage inflation. So there's going to have to be other policies that help get the right talent to your organisation. Right. I thought we were going to get a way we're doing a podcast and not mentioning AI, but you you mentioned this. There we go. <laughs> That's my right. prediction. Twenty twenty four. I'll never have a podcast where AI, AI isn't mentioned. But anyway, um, obviously having a massive impact. And again, everything you've just said, all of that relies on companies making database decisions right so i think um you know your expertise and your skill is certainly one i think that's going to get hotter and hotter in the market as organizations navigate this the crazy new world that we're in so alex you mentioned earlier the workforce trends report um which obviously uh, it's going to add a lot of value to organizations but that and beyond just keeping in touch with yourself and reaching out for any advice what's the best way for people to find you yeah, so um, people can always reach out to me on, on LinkedIn. Um, I'm always more than happy to um, speak to them about what we're doing here at AGS, um, specifically in the market analytics team, um, and make sure that they can get a hold of um, a copy of the Workforce Trends Report um, or any of our other um, reports that we're putting out there. That's fantastic. Thanks, Alex. We really, really appreciate your time today, and here's to a great 2024. Thanks, Bruce. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have questions, send them to subjecttotalents at legisglobalsolutions.com. Follow us on LinkedIn with the hashtag subjecttotalent and learn more about AGS at allegisglobalsolutions.com, where you can subscribe to receive additional workforce insights. Until next time, cheers.